Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Ashley Temple, Emily Mont, Micah Birdkaiju, Eric Carr, Michaela, Corinne Bean, Luke Davies, Elizabeth Kruger, Cody Jarrett, Lydia Council. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Hello. 
Hello and welcome to a special episode of Rusty Core Gaming. I'm your host Ben Meredith and with me I have Helen Gould, Alex Newell, Sasha Sienna. There we go. So I'm lost and confused a special already. Guest. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sasha plays Georgie on the Magnus Archives, for those of you who might recognise her voice. And today we are going to be playing Monster of the Week which is a Power by the Apocalypse game. So if anyone's familiar with like Monster Hearts or The Sprawl or anything like that, it's based in that system. But this is a game about, well, a monster every week. So it's kind of like a a Buffy or Supernatural style story where a motley crew of hunters get together to try and take down the big bad. Um, So there's a lot of investigating the monster, trying to work out what it's weak to and then killing it. So yeah, we're going to be doing a session zero. I haven't told anybody anything about the situation we're going to be in, so I will inform them now. The game is going to be taking place in um, 1970s England in the Sussex Downs. And yeah, that's the kind of situation. So when you're talking about what characters you want to take, that's what you're going to be doing. Thank goodly. Goodly? Thank, thank goodly. Thank, good, thank, goodly. thank, good, thank you, goodly. <laughs> <laughs> that's we're all going to be that in flares. sentence there. Thank yeah. you, goodly. A so, common phrase in the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. My extensive of knowledge of the 70s Sussex Downs will pay dividends, I'm sure. Yeah. But of course. I know a lot about the 70s, but not much about Sussex Downs. Oh, I don't know anything about either of those things, so it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, I do, what I do know is about glam rock, so... Ah. Oh, maybe that can be... Yeah, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Helen is Bowie. skipping ahead to... Uh, yes, you're all playing the Goblin King. <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> I'll so, play yeah. your card piece. Please don't. <laughs> so, in Power by the Apocalypse games, we have things called playbooks. Um, usually you would think about these as like character classes, but they're a specific set of skills and abilities that characters have. With Monster of the Week, you can only have one type of playbook. So I've got all of the playbooks in front of the players, and they can sort of go through and discuss... <laughs> There they are. That, that is proof, shuffling. That, that is was... proof that I am not lying. And we can go through them and see what people want to play. I'm really on board with the first one I picked up <laughs> because it's just the mundane. Yeah, and it's yes. just, what's your thing? I don't have a thing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just called Clive. So before the episode, I was talking to Helen about sort of, I went through these playbooks and sort of thought about what people would pick and what I expected. And basically what I'm saying is I nailed what Helen was going to do. <laughs> yes, and also, I looked at the mundane and thought, that has capacity to be extremely irritating. <laughs> Alex will pick that one. I didn't say anything. Well, just, listener. I liked that the first one I found was that the whole thing is, I don't have a thing which I kind of like. There's so many. There's quite a lot, yeah. The playbooks you have available to you are The Chosen, a once ordinary person who discovered they have a special destiny and who has been given the power to accomplish it. The Chosen (laughs) is good in a fight with some weird powers. For example, Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, Harry Potter. Harry Potter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's not Harry Potter. It's basically the same. Wash your mouth I mean, archetypically, there's not really a difference. There is such a difference. (laughs) Potter from Wizard the Vampire, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ben broke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right, we've got the Crooked, a criminal turned monster hunter haunted by their past and enemies. Uh, they're good in social situations and have lots of contacts. Anna Valmont from the Dresden Files or Peter Bishop from Fringe. The Divine, an agent of a higher power with a mission to fulfill. They're very tough and have been granted holy powers. You've got the expert, which is the hunter who knows all about monsters and magic. They know a lot of hidden secrets and how to find more. It's Giles from Buffy. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Buffy. I know who Giles is. Everyone knows who Giles is. He's got glasses. That's how you know they're smart. And he's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) I might play the the Giles. 
The Giles. <laughs> the Giles. The Flake, who is a conspiracy theorist. The, the Flake is great at finding things out and seeing how the events of separate mysteries are connected. Given we're doing a one-shot, maybe not, because a lot of those connections might fall flat. Oh, but they're always the most annoying to play. You, can, <sighs> you are banned from playing the Flake. <laughs> the Initiate, a member of an ancient monster-slaying sect trained to fight and use magic. Yeah, they're good with magic, and the sect provide help and sometimes problems. You've got the monstrous, a monster fighting for the good guys. The monster is very weird and can have a variety of different powers based on what monster breed they are. The mundane, just a normal regular person who's especially good at dealing with regular people you meet and have to save, and at getting captured by monsters. Often, <laughs> often to positive effect. I know I'm playing the type, I really want to play mundane. I really want to play mundane. Yeah. Do you know what? It's really easy to fit the mundane into any world because they're just like a person in the world, so... I mean, unless unless we Go get like it, sucked into Carcosa or something, because then the mundane's really uh, going to be... That's already happened, so we're not going to be doing that again. Oh, yeah, so. good point, good point. Sorry. You've got the professional. You work for an agency that hunts monsters. The professional is good in a fight and a good team player. The professional and the initiate are a bit awkward to get together because you've got your sect and your agency. It's probably good if you only have one power structure, so mm -hmm. that's a little bit of advisement. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The spell slinger, who is a trained wizard wielding powerful magic in the crusade against evil. The spooky has physical or magical powers. The powers are strange and sinister and not completely under the spooky's control. I mean, effectively, you're sort of like the exorcist girl, but helping. <laughs> you might be possessed by a demon or something, but, but it's handy. <laughs> ah, yes, those famous helpful demons. Of course. And the wronged, uh, revenge-driven and really tough. The wronged is all about killing a specific breed of monster and protecting others as you do. Um, so it's Inigo Montoya, but with monsters. Ah, right. Okay. Ooh, a lot of choice. Yeah. I'm happy to go last because I, I will ruin anything that I touch anyway, regardless. <laughs> so it's all the same to me. Why don't you go first, Sasha? Because you're the guest. Oh, yeah, how lovely. Call. Well, see, I was really quite intrigued by the monstrous. And now I feel like I want to go with the chosen to prove a point to Alex. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with the monstrous. If say, that's all right. If you're, if you're doing it to prove a point, in a lot of ways, that means I've already won. Like, <laughs> I'm dictating well. your play. You don't want to do that. Okay, right, what do you two reckon? So, I kind of like the, the wronged because that's the kind of character knew that it. I knew um, it. Shh! Shh! <laughs> <laughs> I just read the paragraph. They took my loved ones. Back then I wasn't strong enough to fight, but I studied, trained, and now I'm ready to cleanse the world of their taint. I'll kill them all. That's all I have left. It's a very Helen mood. Oh, <laughs> I mean, also, the grammar's ambiguous enough that you could be trying to remove the taint of your now slain loved ones. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like, I'm done, I'm done. My loved ones, you know, they, they were weak. I'm going to get rid of all of them. Oh, I thought you meant as, like, a keepsake. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I might, I might, I might, yeah, why not? Why not? Cool. We've got a monstrous and the wronged. Hmm. Let's hope you're not the kind of monster that killed my family. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to ask... a lot of angst. I'm going to ask one question of Ben. Yes. Which is, is it really important that I pick things that complement so we don't end up, like... There's a locked door. Oh, well, story over. Uh, no, that's fine, because that is my responsibility to give you ways around that, not your responsibility. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the mundane. Okay, I'm brilliant. I'm going to have to go with the mundane. Cool. In which case, could you gather up the spare playbooks and pass them back to me? I'm also enjoying my mundane summary, which is, you heard how monsters only pick on people with crazy powers who can fight back on even terms. Yeah, me neither. But hell, I ended up in this monster hunting team, so i got to do what I can, right? And it's just a guy wielding a plunger. You're just, you're just trying your best. Aw. Oh my god, actually, it's, it's a plunger with a sharpened end. Yeah, you're well, sewer monsters specifically, you're, I assume. You're playing Danger Mario. <laughs> right, so now that the players have picked their hunters, 
I should probably explain sort of what your agenda is. So Powered by the Apocalypse games usually have agendas which help to explain sort of what my role is as the keeper, which is the GM, and what the player's role is, in this case, the hunter. The hunter's agenda is act like you're the hero in this story, because you are, make your own destiny, find the damn monsters and stop them, and play your hunter like a real person. So those are your responsibilities as a player. So we want to stop the bad guys. <laughs> Precisely. She's... Very brave new world, Ben. <laughs> That's one thing as well. So for people who don't know, the Power by the Apocalypse games run on 2d6. Whenever you need to make an action that requires a roll, which is called a move, you roll those 2d6, and depending on the results you get, you do better or worse. So on a 10+, plus, uh, you do what you set out to do. On a 7 to 9, you kind of have a mixed success if you do what you want to do but the keeper is going to make you pay something or something will happen and then on a six and below that's a miss so it's a failure it depends on which move you're using but those moves will say what the penalties or the successes look like so for the player's reference i've printed out the basic moves and they're in the middle of the table and also on your playbooks you will have playbook specific moves which are like your special abilities mm-hmm one other thing I should do is explain what the stats do. Oh, yes, that would be helpful. So we also have the ratings. So you add these ratings to your moves when you're making a move that's related to that. The move will ask for you for a specific rating. So you've got cool. Um, so cool is uh, how calm and collected you are. And it's added to the moves for acting under pressure and helping out. Tough is how strong and mean you are in a fight. And it's added to kick some ass and protect someone. Charm is how pleasant and persuasive you are. And it's added to the manipulate someone basic move. Sharp is how observant you are, and it's added to your investigate a mystery and read a bad situation move. And weird is how attuned you are to the supernatural. We have some descriptors, so would anybody like to kick us off and telling us what descriptors you're wanting to use for your character? To give us a flavour of what they're like. So I'll happily go first. Sam is my name. I'm not doing a character voice yet because I don't have one, because this is session zero, you see. Things to know. Androgynous. And I'm going with young androgynous. So... Could be a boy, could be a girl, could be anything in between. Kind of ambiguous. So how young are we talking about? So, I was thinking like a 14-year-old that really thinks of themselves as an 18-year-old. I'm sure everyone <laughs> knows the type. So you're a very grown-up kid, thank I, you. I'm, I'm very grown-up and I like, like telling people that I'm grown-up. Sure. I have a trustworthy face. As fun as alluring is, I don't think I'll be picking that one. Sure, maybe not the most appropriate. <laughs> and I, I, I'm really going to push the boat out here, so bear with me on this one. I shall be wearing casual clothes. Oh. They are neither a super stylish 14-year-old who's definitely basically an 18-year-old. Stop bringing it up. And they're, they're also not a nerd. They're just kind of, kind of deliberately generic looking at this stage, I think. Fair enough. Well, so as far as I know about the 1970s, of which I know very little, uh, that means you're wearing brown bell bottoms and some sort of stripy cardigan. Yes! <laughs> yes! I think that's how that works. Helen or Sasha, do you want to go next? I am the wronged. My name is Cleo. I am a woman with angry eyes. And my character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleo has angry eyes and nondescript clothes, so did not go with the glam rock thing in the end <laughs> i lost my my it's the 70s so my partner bet sure so as the wrong she was taken from you by monsters yes i was too injured to rescue her <sighs> i know what a nasty and very traumatic situation oh it's so angsty <laughs> who could have thought that this would be <laughs> so <laughs> sasha okay so i am the monstrous which is going to be a ghost type of monstrous specifically. What? A ghost? <laughs> hey. uh, 
as what the ghost. Yeah. It was a very bad oh. reference to the thing that oh. Sasha is 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 in. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Got it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I have more than one dimension, not just the ghost person. Yeah, you're a ghost. You have two dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a woman kind of a ghost. I have an unnerving aura, and I've picked two kinds of clothes because I felt like it. Cool. I'm wearing stylish clothes. And archaic clothes, which I've decided in the 1970s means 1960s clothes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What was so, the name again, by the way? So I hadn't put the name because I had written down Betty, but then Helen said Bet, so I rubbed oh, it oh out. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> but what? Bet was killed. Oh, my into God. Into a ghost. Actually, mm. could that work? Do you think that could work? I feel like it could work. But I didn't want to just make that decision yeah. without you. And I guess my whole thing is the wrong is that also, they're not yeah. there anymore. Oh, yeah. you if I'm right off. there. And I thought, well, maybe I could be... I mean, I'd change my name to Betty, right? Because <laughs> I'm just... I, I can't tell you that I am your love because I'm a ghost now and I think that you'll reject me and I don't want to do that to how you. How much plenty loads of angst? Obviously not very good at disguises, so I've just added an extra... So I'm going to write it back in if that's all right with you. Okay. So yeah. unbeknownst, I mean, there was there's... some sort of ghostly transformation <laughs> when the murder happened. So this is like a Clark Kent Superman kind of situation yeah. where like you've put on some glasses. <laughs> exactly. And um, I'm like, who are you? now like an ethereal hat or something. <laughs> and um, it says here that I'm like, half human half monster so basically we could say something like i i was killed but my love for you would not let me pass oh, on and, uh, and so i am stuck here love you <laughs> i mean this is this is a much nicer narrative than just what ends up happening is you you project so hard that you find the first person with the name betty and Lash. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, so you're kind of half ghost, half person. So yes, I, I didn't know how that would quite work. Let's so let's uh, find out. Yeah, yeah. Half dead, I guess. Cool. Maybe when you were killed, maybe your ghost possessed another nearby person, which way you don't... Mm. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have a think. Anyway, so that's great. So we have Sam, Cleo and Betty. The next thing is you have these sort of ratings arrays, which give you some pluses and some minuses and different ratings, which is kind of why I explain them now. Effectively... They're pretty standard. You'll get a minus in something, a plus in something else, or a plus in a couple of things and sort of a zero somewhere else. What ratings do you guys reckon you'd like to go for? Because this will kind of tell us what your focus is as characters. So I'm happy to go first again. Charm plus two. I have to have charm plus two because I'm normal, okay? <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that uses the word normal. <laughs> cool plus one because I'm basically an 18-year-old. Um, <laughs> sharp plus one because I my eyes haven't been wearied through years of, of computer labour and like boring grown up stuff ah the 70s An <laughs> anadylic time <laughs> before Fortnite came along uh, my, my toughness is zero because although I'm basically 18 I'm technically not so yeah my toughness is zero and my weird is minus one because you're all weird and as I said before I'm normal Oh, you're going to be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even found the voice yet. Yeah. So, Cleo. I have charm plus one, so I'm not immediately horrible, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's usually something I look for in a person, not immediately horrible. So, I have cool minus one because I'm on a short fuse. Sharp zero, so I just averagely... Observant. Yes. Tough plus two, because I'm good at fighting. And weird plus one, because I have seen the supernatural, I would guess. Cool, yeah. I think that basically makes sense. Yeah. 
and Betty. Okay, uh, so I have charm zero because I'm, I'm ghost and that's not that charming. <laughs> I have cool minus one because it's stressful being a ghost. <laughs> I have sharp plus two because I don't have a lot of like physical worries to keep me distracted. <laughs> and I am tough minus one on account of being dead. And I'm weird plus three on account of being dead. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Okay, so at this point, it goes slightly off piece. You're into sort of your special playbook thing. So mm. everyone have a read of the next section. Yeah. And then start me off. I oh, thought, so what do you do? Because each you, your that ability will be just for you. So if you explain the ability and then kind of what you go into it, if that's... What? Okay, so for example, I've got the playbook for the Spellslinger in front of mm-hmm. me. And that special thing is what kind of combat magic the Spellslinger mm-hmm. has. I think for the monstrous, it's what kind of monster you are. So what is it for you? So for me, I get all the basic moves and I also get three mundane moves. My mundane moves that I have picked are... Always the victim. When another hunter uses protect someone to protect me, they mark experience. Cool. Whenever a monster captures me, I mark experience. Sure. So obviously experience, not going to be massively useful for this game, but we will still you know, attempt to treat it as the incentive that it's, uh, that it's supposed Effectively, to be. Effectively, yes. Trust me. When you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, I roll on charm. On a 10+, plus, they do what I say they should, no questions asked. And I'm 14. How cool is that? <laughs> On a 7 to 9, they do it, but then the keeper either asks a hard question first, like the, the person asks a hard question, kind of stalls and dithers for a bit, or think they have a better idea because I am 14. On a miss, they're going to think I'm crazy and maybe dangerous too. Uh, this 14-year-old thinks they're an 18-year-old. Get them. <laughs> uh, my last one is, don't worry, I'll check it out. Whenever I go off by myself to oh, check out somewhere no. or something scary, I mark experience. Remember when I said that I expected Alex to pick this class? <laughs> now we can see why. Yeah. It's great. Cleo, what's your thing? Is it what kind of monster you have been wronged by? Yes, I need to pick. So I guess what killed you, Betty? <laughs> You've got a list of monsters there. <laughs> I have got a list of monsters. I Do you have any particular hatred for any kind of monster that you want to draw on? Like... Also, you can make up your own monsters. Those are just sort of some tropey monsters. Ghost that... wig! <laughs> okay, Alex. Um, <laughs> we'll have a chat. Okay, you... <laughs> I was thinking more like demon. Um, demon but... wig! <laughs> Did a hairpiece wrong you or something? <laughs> what do you actually have done there? I assume uh, that's they're like... very, very standard ones. They are vampire, werewolf, ghost, but please don't pick ghost. Uh, Awkward. Fairy, demon, orc, zombie. Is this um, how generic they are? Because yeah, orc, you know, yeah. it's like if you're doing a fantasy monster Let's game. Not. I don't want to be killed by an orc because I just, I feel... Like orcs are quite friendly. I know they're not friendly, but I feel orcs have a bad reputation. A sort of affection for them. Um, so do I. You I mean, know, like people think staffies are really aggressive. People think orcs mm. are really aggressive, but there are no bad orcs. There are only bad writers. So <laughs> that's the best quote ever. Yeah, we we at Rusty Quill have a long-standing policy that any race that is inherently evil is very much bad writers. Stop it. Stop it, writers. Mm, yeah. Stop it. I agree. Tell you what, come back to me because I'm trying to think of a monster that is not really ordinary. Sure. Mm. That's cool. Demon wig. All right. (laughs) Not a demon wig, Alex. (laughs) So moving swiftly over to Betty. Okay, so I'm, I'm a ghost. That's my monster breed that I've chosen, which means that I have a curse 
that I'm vulnerable to rock salt specifically, so I can't go into Waitrose, basically. <laughs> so it's not salt, it's rock salt. Yeah, rock salt like, specifically. No. How much rock salt is there in 1970s Sussex Downs? <laughs> the house of a middle class person. Oh. My natural attacks are I have magical force and I can add hand range to magical force. I, I don't actually know what add hand range to magical force. We'll means, find out when it becomes. But we'll relevant. find that out. My moves quotation marks, are incorporeal and immortal. Solid moves. Yeah. yeah. What if the monster is an evil cult and then Ooh. I get my pluses to killing cult members and that would explain why you turned into a ghost because yes. there's weird magic around. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Evil cult. Great. Okay, so I automatically get I know my prey, which means that I get plus one when I knowingly investigate, pursue or fight my particular monster. So if I'm looking into the evil cultists, I get plus one to everything. Sure. Um, what kind of cult were they? Are we talking about one. Like, well, <laughs> the I kind think, that kill people. Yeah, Rituals. I mean, well, so a demonic cult or are they after bad magics or are they um, evil druids or are they... Evil antique dealers? <laughs> This is getting very Magnus Archives, evil, but yeah. Evil wig department. makers. Evil wig makers, yeah. Oh, you beat me. T- I, had to, I was building a real slow one. I don't know why I've lashed onto evil wigs, but here we are. are well, they- if they killed someone, then I think there was probably a ritual, which to me says demon or perhaps, perhaps druid. Could be old god, could be... Um, you could even be to the concept of death or murder. Could, could be a be murder a scary cult new for murdering. God. Dep- yeah, it's... Uh, what <laughs> what flavour of cult? Um, let's go with demon. Cool. A demon cult. Your standard, they want to summon something from the depths of hell for ultimate cosmic power. Yeah, let's pick Malthus. Cool. You'll have to talk (laughs) to me about... I know the demons by name. You'll have to talk to me about what Malthus is into, but I'm assuming evil. That's the patron demon of rock salt, right? (laughs) (laughs) But of course. I think think Malthus is like a crow. He's good at building things. Okay, cool. Okay, that's as, as far as demons go, I'm actually on board with Malphus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's next in your playbooks? Uh, for me, it's gear. Now, I want to open this to the table a bit. I got one requirement, but I could take this in two ways, you see. So I am definitely taking a pocket knife or multi-tool because I'm a 14-year-old. Of mm. course I have a pocket knife that I probably shouldn't have. But there's because of the way it's written, I can either lean into the kid thing and, you know, have, like, baseball bats and skateboards... Or I could have my father's handgun and a classic car in terrible condition. (laughs) Which I'm tempted to go for, but I I do want to open this to the group a little bit. I like the one with the car. Go for it, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I I am quite keen to have the 14-year-old who thinks they're an 18-year-old also trying to drive. Mm -hmm. So I've I've definitely got a classic car in terrible condition. I probably won't go for the hunting rifle because I don't think I can lift it. Mm. (laughs) Also, your characters do have a thing with, like, oversized guns, so... It's true, it's true. Buck trends. I mean, I could go for nunchucks as well. (laughs) It's the 70s, and I'm pretty sure ninja movies are pretty big right now. Um... It's also the Sussex Downs. Like, you could be learning to drive on your dad's tractor or something. No, you know what? I am. I am. I'm going to go for a hunting rifle. I'm just going to have nicked my dad's hunting rifle on the Sussex Downs. So my gear then... So a question then, just quickly. Have you absconded? Perhaps. By which I mean definitely, yes. Sure, you've gone to hunt monsters with your cool new friends that you've met. Well, it's because I'm 18. 
definitely 18. Okay, up to you guys to think about whether so, yeah, that's convincing. I get or two not. mundane weapons and a means of transport. My mundane weapons are a pocket knife slash multi tool, a hunting rifle, and my means of transport is a classic car in terrible condition. Do you have a classic car in mind? Or, if you don't know like mm. much about classic cars, uh, a sort of something from a film that we can use to, you know, think about what this is. is oh, no, like... I definitely stole my father's Mustang that he's only halfway through uh, sort of souping up. And, well, it's not really restoring because it's like we are like 1970s at this stage. Well, they didn't really... You know, yes, but is it one of the classic Mustangs from like 1963? Or... I mean, we're going as old as Mustang as I can get. Okay, so... And he's, sort of, he's been fixing it up right. and I just drove it out halfway through. I think it's missing a battery. I don't know. What's a battery? What's it do? But only half the lights are working down one side, so... You know, that... So I just only turn left. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, at least only turn left legally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, great. So that's your gear. What about other people? I think because of the mundane, I'm pretty sure their like, special spooky stuff kind of drops. So I think you're basically done, aren't you? I'm done until... It literally says, when you get here, you might want to wait for everyone else to catch up. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. So we've got okay. that. So I get a signature weapon... Which gives me a boost if I'm killing someone with it, I guess. I feel like your archetype is very murdery. I did pick huge sword. Okay, <laughs> so you've got a huge sword. That is, if you need to know, it is three harm, hand, messy, heavy. Cool. For practical weapons, I have a big knife and brass knuckles. Okay. Yeah. So you've got your big sword for like special occasions. Yeah. And then these are just your, you know, your going out <laughs> weapons. I so also yeah. love that it's, watch out, a faraway enemy. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. So, big knife, we talking like big kitchen knife or like a bowie knife? You know, is it like survival? What's your what's your flavour? I'm going to just say kitchen knife because sure. I think I probably got thrown into this a bit. But and I mean, the this... sword will be one that I'd like maybe just collecting them or something. Or Sure. I mean, what kind of sword? Are we going claymore? Are we going for some enormous katana? Oh, yeah. A huge sword. But is, it, but is it like like a European style or like a no daichi? You know, they're like really, really long, eight foot long. Is it just a modified car door? <laughs> Taken from your mustache. <laughs> I mean, it had fallen off anyway. Well, I wasn't going to use it. I'm going to say it's like a great sword thing. Cool. Need two hands. Cool. So maybe you took it off of a previous monster you slayed. Oh, yes. I took it from a cultist. Ah, so found you, you, you found a little something. cell and then murdered them all and took yes. their swords. Yes. Fair enough. Absolutely. That makes sense. Why did? Right, so, Betty. So, um, I'm not at gear yet. I've still got curses and natural attacks. Yes, so you've been... <laughs> now, I've already got one of each from being a ghost. Yes, so do you want to go through what vulnerable means? Okay, so vulnerable... Vulnerability <laughs> means pick a substance, but it's been chosen for me. It's rock salt. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> table salt is fine. Um, I suffer plus one harm when I suffer harm from it. And if I am bound or surrounded by it, I must act under pressure to use my powers. So I'm yep, going to put sure. a tick next to that one because I already have that one. Cool. And then... Um, oh, by the way, I am extending that to all salt. Oh, <laughs> Just because rock salt's very specific. Yeah. It's all right. Oh. You're not going to like be allergic to any kitchen but if someone surrounds you in a ring of table salt you'll but still be now I can't eat breakfast at a greasy spoon I mean you can't eat breakfast at all you're incorporeal oh damn you can <laughs> just pour oh, oh, I don't know I yeah, think you think might be true. slightly corporeal it depends if incorporeal is like you can choose to be incorporeal oh, when no. you want oh no are we going to be looking at like half chewed sausages working their way through your oh. ghost oh. well look I've got an ethereal hat disguise so I can obviously put some shades on or something <laughs> so that my love does not figure out 
who I am. So you can wear clothes but also go through walls. Y- yes, mm. but I, do the clothes get left behind? Uh, uh, or? <laughs> where, uh, sort of like cartoon werewolf rules where they transform with you. Okay, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So also, I guess, low-salt sausages also transform with me. And then I'm going to also pick Dark Master which means I have an evil lord who doesn't know that I changed sides. They still give me orders and they don't tolerate refusal or failure because I feel like a cult ritual might have Uh, messed me up. Oh my god, this is so good! Ah, So the Dark Master is in fact Malthus. Got it. It's like, oh, it's all, it all connects together. Yeah. I feel so, like the only thing that's interfering with this is the game part. Should we just leave you to write a really good... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really good... Uh, feel like young adult, even though neither of you are young adult for this. Well, Palpo Apocalypse is a pretty mechanics-light, story-heavy game, so this should, <laughs> yeah. be, this should work. My natural attacks are magical force, which I've already been given, mm-hmm. which means one harm, magical close yeah should i pick another one as well since i picked another curse or yeah is that well it? i think you got given the extra range but you can pick another I can, one yeah i can but the ghosting is just like an advised package if you want to edit it somehow then you're more than welcome to well the other ones are life drain which is basically exactly the same as magical force except with intimate closeness and the others are teeth and claws and i really don't feel like i actually cool. have that but can i pick this uh add plus one harm to a base because... you'll have to lose one of those i think because you get you pick a basic yeah pick a base and add an extra to it or pick two bases so that will be your picking your base of magical force and then you're adding the extra add plus one harm so you'll have to get rid of the extra range the question is i would like to do that yeah so do you feel basic <laughs> do you feel basic punk <laughs> you're basic i'm devastated <laughs> cool and then i think you have your special sort of powers as well i do i can pick two monstrous moves oh this is exciting can we go on to I mean, someone else's while mundane. i read through all these very interesting well, tell you options what, while sasha's having a look through the options we can take a break ah. so i'll see you in a couple of minutes mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans on Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back. So, Betty, what powers have you gone for? So I've kept incorporeal, Mm -hmm. uh, which means I can move freely through solid objects, but not people. Sure. And I've changed immortal for unholy strength which means i roll weird instead of tough when i kick some ass cool all right you're excellent all weird. well the two of us are weird so I'm actually strong you know, you're weird. in the minority here i that's mean that's true being being weird isn't about being in the minority or majority really, you're about, the one it's about weird. recognizing <laughs> weird it's relative weirdness and that makes you weird cool. not weird normal right so sam is Done. How are the other characters looking? Is there more for you two to go through? Uh, My sheet lets me pick gear if I want, and it's all like physical weapons, which I don't want. It doesn't really work for Betty. So that's, yeah, that's me done. Brilliant. Yeah, I think I'm done too. Excellent. Yeah. So now we get into how do you people know each other? What's brought you together? What situation do we find you in when I introduce you to the mystery? I've already got this picked which is nice and useful. So mine says, you know, uh, when it's my turn, pick one of the other hunters. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Cleo. Yeah. Because Cleo's alive, which makes it easier. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I'm being very lazy as a player, but it does make my life easier. And the way that I know them is, unless you disagree with this, I saved them from a monster due to an unlikely chain of events. I like to think that in the middle of some kind of climactic battle, I may have accidentally run over a monster fairly recently <laughs> while stealing my father's car. I think that would be great. You just reversed into it. I mean, literally, yeah. I didn't even know there were monsters and just bang! Yeah. I love it. So we got a real close-up of the monster standing over Cleo, kind of giving the monstrous monologue. Mm. Uh, and then we, like, the camera pans out suddenly and just... <laughs> as the monster is knocked out of frame or by the back even, of a Mustang. It doesn't even pan. It's that real close in and then there's briefly a car thump. and yeah. then there's an empty space where the speaker used to be. Sure. Yes. yes. I mean, it was either that or I was going to go with like, Cleo's just really cool and secretly I think they're really cool but I think I can just play that a little bit anyway. I feel like the car might end up being your main mode of transport so it makes sense that that's now part of your origin story. Yeah, kind of. That was where I was going with that. Uh, What Mm. colour is the car, by the way? Uh, The car, 
So you know that really cool... Uh, it's rust. It's it's mostly rust. <laughs> it's been really poorly cared for. At, at some point, someone tried to put a tequila sunrise kind of like multi-layered thing over the top. It didn't work. Okay. It didn't take. So it's a rusty car with red and yellow splotchy patches. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. Very 70s. Very 70s. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown, red and yellow. It's basically the defining colours. <laughs> Cleo. So I get to pick one for each of you. What was your name? Sam, wasn't it? Uh, Sam is Alex, Betty is Sasha. Yes. Okay, so Sam, for you, I'm thinking either I saved your life when you were a pathetic newbie hunter and you get to choose what I saved you from, or you saw me absolutely lose it and go berserk and then we decide what the situation was and you decide how much collateral damage I caused. Hmm. What do you think? Hmm. Do you have any preference in there? Either is good. <laughs> now, I quite like the idea of Sam accidentally saving Cleo's life and then the next adventure you go on, Cleo, Cleo saves Sam's say, life. That was my yeah. immediate instinct. That was my immediate instinct. So, so let's go with that. Yeah, yes. and I th- so and I think the way that relationship works is that Helen has chosen sort of the nature of the relationship, but you get to choose the specifics, which is what kind of... You decide what I saved you from. So I reckon that you managed to save me from the monster I hit with a car. So mine was like, <laughs> oh, so we're talking like situation. immediately. No, same it didn't scene. actually die. I mean, what, so what happened is I hit a monster with a car, thereby saving you from a death blow. And then immediately I'm like, whoa, that was mental. Wasn't that crazy? Oh, because you're oh a child who's just hit a monster That's with a so car. Cool. <laughs> and then you're like, I should probably kill this monster. And then immediately, maybe not in the same scene, maybe I've like hit a monster with a car, drive off going, that was wicked. Yeah, I'm going to go stay at this hotel. And then like, you know, maybe write it down as the paper flutters out the car, that kind of stupidity. Mm. Um, in terms of what monster, I mean, I feel like for you, it's going to have to be something cultist based. I mm. feel like if I have to give something specific... I'd go with the overambitious cultist that really figured that they were an appropriate vessel and really, <laughs> really weren't. So they're like slightly demon touched, but in a very broken way. Kind of warped and broken and so like they got to survive being hit by a car. God. Yeah, I don't think you are, mate. Honestly, I think okay. I think you're mostly a mess. So a warped demon cultist. There you go. Excellent. Nice. Maybe that's who you got the sword off of. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You can solve all problems with a car. Okay. We'll see how that works. And Betty, what is your... So I'm going to start with romantically obsessed. I am romantically <laughs> obsessed with Cleo. Yep. Yes! <laughs> so do you know and do you reciprocate? I think I do know, but I don't reciprocate because I'm still in love with my lost. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> oh, Betty, you're just not Bet. <laughs> You should have seen Beth. She had this long flowing hair like yours. Yeah, she looked a lot like you, but she didn't have glasses. So, <laughs> All right, let me write that down, yeah. Great. Uh, so, Sam, are you all done for your relationship? No, so that, I, I get ah, uh, one for each other hunter, so I'm just... Yeah. Hmm. Now, I've got two ways of going with this, and I'm just not sure how to go with it. I've either got what I was going to use earlier, which is, you're my hero, you're super cool because you're weird as anything. It's, it's fine. Or... The exact opposite. I'm kind of a bit suspicious of them the whole time. So, one thing I will mention is that, so far for a group dynamic, we have a really, really solid reason that Cleo and Sam are together. They've mutually saved each other's lives. The wronged is on a quest to hunt down what yep, who yep, killed yep. Bet, and then the mundane is like, I could be a hunter too. So that makes sense, maybe <laughs> looking up to Cleo as a sort of surrogate parental figure or big sibling or something like that. But we haven't worked Bet in, apart from the fact that, obviously, Betty is Bet, but... 
But that's but Clea yeah. doesn't know that. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm thinking it might make more sense because Suspicious is pushing Bet away. Yeah, and it's going to mm. slow the game. So I'm probably going to go with uh, also also wholesome weird hunter family is like a really good vibe. <laughs> yeah, I love mm. it. So what do we think? I'm going I'm going to put it to everyone else because I'm quite flexible in this. Either good friends, either from way back or recently, or you're my hero. It's got to be you're my hero, hasn't it? It can't be that good friends because yeah, um, you're, you're 14. You're my hero because if there's one I'm thing dead. that a kid with <laughs> a car 16. and a gun needs, it's also really dangerous magic powers. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just holding out on me because you will show me how to use the so magic powers that I've definitely got. Is there, I don't know exactly how your ones work, is there a, a something that you, the target of the relationship gets to pick? So what it reads us is, they are your hero, exactly the kind of monster hunter you aspire to be. Tell them why you worship them. Okay, so why, yeah, so why does Sam worship you? I thought Sam told me why. Technically it says I tell you, it's awesome. Oh, sorry, no, 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 that's fine then, then that's how that works. you got magic. I do, I do got that magic. And I got cars down. Yeah, I got them sweet, sweet magic death spells. You got them sweet, sweet magic death spells. Also, it's worth mentioning that just casting magic is a basic move, which means that you don't have to be like a spell slinger to be a wizard. You Mm. roll weird to cast magic because you're all a bit weird, except for the mundane. You have your spooky ghost magical force, but you could also just straight up do magic if you wanted to. Nice, well I will, because then it gives Sam a reason to think I'm Cool. Just stop holding Perfect. out. Just, I want the magics. <laughs> okay, it. so that's your two. Cleo, what is your second? Okay, so my other one for you, Betty. I feel like what would be appropriate is if you get the seeing me lose it and go berserk. Yeah. Because when you died, I would have absolutely lost it and gone berserk. Oh, man. <laughs> this is so perfect. So that's the situation. How much collateral damage do you think I caused? I think a lot. <laughs> what what kind of collateral damage do you have? Do you think you give us some specific examples of uh, the exact? So, are we talking collateral damage to me or collateral damage to the? I mean, I think you you killed the cultists. I'm imagining I do like a a big no, <laughs> like um, like in almost any action film where someone sees someone they care about no. die. No, yeah. <laughs> right that. And on, like, the adrenaline and in my grief, I probably just... I'm trying not to swear. (laughs) Messed the place up. Yes. Yes. Um, So I've just had a thought, actually, about your kind of specific who you want to murder. Yeah. And I'm thinking that because with cultists, because they're quite mundane and they can just be easily killed as minions, maybe you just want to kill Malthus. Yes, I want to kill a demon. Yeah, so your your favorite foe is demons, but specifically it's you're going to you're going right, to do Malthus the big murder. Do it. <laughs> uh, in. Yeah. So is Malthus a he? I don't know. I'm assuming not. Probably an it. Malthus. I'm assuming an it. Isn't it? I think he presents as a bird or a man. Man bird. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. So you're playing a character who's distinctly anti-bird. <laughs> in this very suspicious of crows. Downs. Yeah, he's So like, is maybe that the the collateral damage that you caused, like you killed a bunch of birds. I think that might be dark. I don't like it. Have we just gone back round to you destroying an owl sanctuary? Um, <laughs> and it, it could what be, it, it could be the. Horror- I feel like the collateral damage might not be like physical damage, but might be 
seeing you uh, in that state is what made me feel like you could not take me being a ghost. And so that's, oh, that's the damage. Oh, emotional, emotional damage. Emotional damage. Oh, if that's the best kind of damage, yes. <laughs> I am going to also throw in there was probably the brutal murder of the cultists. And the brutal it. murder of the cultists and you but probably set important. fire to their house or something. But yeah. yeah. The, the, the important damage yeah. is the emotional one. That's <laughs> What you really broke was my heart. <gasps> Also, those guys' and, faces, and which was amazing. Like you were just yeah. like, <laughs> so and all of their bones. <laughs> so, Betty, I think you have uh, probably another relationship. Then I do. I have a relationship with Sam, and a lot of these are about kind of saving Sam's life. Um, I'd quite like it to be one of two, and I'm going to ask Alex to pick. They tried to slay you. But you proved you're on the side of good. As in, they tried to slay you, or they tried to slay me. You tried to slay me. Oh, okay. Ah, because you're like yeah, very enthusiastically. I'm a monster hunter now. Yep. Look, oh. a ghost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or I saved them from another ghost. No, I think you tried to kill me. Oh, I definitely tried to I hit you, you with a car. I think you tried to kill me because <laughs> you were trying to prove to Cleo that you're like I can kill the go- the monsters. Look, there's I'm a ghost. Eighteen, don't you know? <laughs> there's a ghost. Um, no, 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 no. Vroom. Missed. Try again. Missed. Try it again. This isn't going to work. Missed. Try it again. It says here, you proved you're on the side of good. Ask them what convinced them. So what convinced you not to kill me after all? Apart from it being really hard yeah. with a car. Hmm. What, con- what convinced me? What convinced me? Hmm. I'd like to work it into why I think you're awesome. So ideally I'd like you to magic a problem away. What problem could a 14-year-old with a gun and a car driving around randomly shooting things possibly... You definitely got me off the hook using magic. Uh, I don't... I don't I'll, I'm kind of okay to yeah. leave it up to you how, because no, I feel like I think that's fair. Yours, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that shows that I'm on the side of good, but it shows that I'm on the side of you, I guess. That's I mean, I, think, I feel like that <laughs> is Which is my like side, good. I'm good. For our purposes, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that, yeah, you use your magic yeah. to get me off those murders that I did. No, <laughs> not that, not that. So Just I, some, like, property damage. I mean, it wasn't really their property. <laughs> so, a backstory is sort of forming mm. in my head for this this whole thing, which mm. is obviously we've got a pretty clear one from the mutual savings uh, from you two of a chance encounter involving a warped cultist with a big sword. And I'm reckoning that how Betty kind of ended up in the mix is that you were basically stalking Cleo because you're like, you're still madly in love with them, but you can't possibly be seen, that kind of thing. Then, obviously, Sam notices this spooky person who's stalking them. So it's like, I'm going to get the monster. Uh Tries, fails, and then Betty potentially by... Presumably, while I was trying to hurt you, I inevitably ended up hurting someone or something else. Just drove your car into a shop. I've clearly driven a car into something or (laughs) shot something. And I just basically magicked that damage or why. Yeah, you magicked my problems away. And then, yeah, so that's kind of... That drew you into the group and obviously how you feel about Cleo and your relationship is up Mm. to you. I'm not going to tell you about that. But there's something that maybe convinced you that you need to take a more direct action instead of just watching from afar maybe it's to yeah. actually protect sam or to help their version yeah. of i don't know maybe don't you're think... worried about me being with <laughs> like a child that. seeing I... as i keep murdering people yeah, i love yeah. that you're kind of floating there invisible until cleo's like i'll bring you under my arm and you're like oh i'm gonna teach you how to kill people like you've never yeah. seen <laughs> oh no oh 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 my 
Okay, right. I think that sounds like we've got a group of monster hunters, right? I love it. Um, right. right. Are there any more details or, or I mean, things feel, that are burning feel... away for people that they want to mention now? Or we can find out the rest sort of in play or as the situation develops. But anything you want to establish now for your backstory, as it were, please feel free. So in, so in terms of fluff, I think I just need to figure out a voice. That's the that's the key. So oh, no. I mean, that's, well, I don't want to go. I don't want to go crazy with Here it. That's go, the problem. Listeners. Here we go. So Sussex stands. I'm I'm probably not going to be Somerset because I can't do that. Long. Also, what well, the wrong side a, of the country? Yeah. I know a geography. not there. B not that accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm bad at doing a Somerset accent, but at least it sounded vaguely near. Ah. Oh, oh. mm. Ah. Oh, we're French, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer European. <laughs> I think I might just have to be kind of up here. Or, like, I mean, you're 14. I mean, I'm 14 and I'm quite enthusiastic about everything. Mm. Especially <laughs> murder, bizarrely. You could be putting on a fake deep voice so people think oh, you're... Yeah. Ah, yes. There we go. This this is me. <laughs> I can do that. There it is. There it is. Absolutely. Sorry. Oh, okay. So there you're basically the scrappy do of this situation. Effectively, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Lovely. Anything else yes, that... Yes, I Anything else... happened again. <laughs> anything else that anyone would like to establish at this point? Yeah, I need to think about a voice because, as we all know, I can't do accents. Um, Don't have to have a voice either, you know, it could just be I do have, voice. that's the cardinal rule of Rusty Quill, that the character voice and the player voice have to be different. It's true, it's true. That's like the first thing Alex told me. I was not Benjamin. informed of this. Alex is not driving this now, this <laughs> ship. <laughs> this <laughs> ship is, this is, I can drive anything. He's not even legally allowed to own a company, so that's it, I'm his <laughs> regent. I wouldn't want well, to anyway, companies are lame. <laughs> now I need to figure out what a ghost accent sounds like, and I don't know. I've never Do met. You know oh ghost. no, it's, it's ghost slash backing singer. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to say everything like this. <laughs> oh god, it's going to be a musical. <laughs> I will say that my character absolutely has a seventies appropriate afro. Oh, um, yes. I mean, we've had some descriptors, but if anybody wants to bring out any more specific looks for their characters... Uh, utterly baby-faced, clearly nowhere near 18. Sure. Like, absolutely not passing for what they think they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. dirty and grubby, because I, I am making a point of not looking after the way I look, because that's what parents did, and that was lame. And also, you're a super cool monster hunter, and they don't have time for baths. I'm not dirty. I'm gritty. Ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mm. I'm thinking young Pam Greer. Not Foxy Brown, the other one, where she was really, really kicking ass. Mass ass. Kicking butt. Um, there is a move here called kick some ass, so we're going to have to be able to say ass. It's it's true. Ass, ass. <laughs> we, have, we have to be able to, otherwise we'll have to rename it kick some bottom. And Betty, anything? Uh, so Betty died in the 60s, so... As she's a ghost, she can't really like remove her sixties clothes, nope. which I'm guessing is like a very psychedelic print, like mini skirt, maybe a <gasps> beehive or something. But she can put clothes on to make them ghost clothes. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, sure. You, you know that sort Cause of you, thing. Because you basically kill the clothes and then they become. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's she's trying to incorporate some seventies items as her disguise, but she's. She's behind the times, you know, she's been distracted, she hasn't had time to keep up with new fashions, so, you know, she's got, like, a sheepskin jacket that she, I mean, that's oh dead God, already, that's so, so you know, And um, also, you don't feel the temperature, so you don't yeah. have to think about seasonal fashion. She's got, like, a sheepskin jacket, and, um, I don't know, I might have to go on 
Pinterest search like seventies hats, <laughs> <laughs> like a wide brimmed sort of thing. Just enormous. Just it's enormous. It's just always, always weather inappropriate. Yeah. Aren't there berries go. a thing? I think like berries was a seventies. Yeah, I think 60s. it was mostly like berries and a cigarette or wide brimmed mm. floppy hats and sunglasses. I mean, you could have a wide brimmed floppy berry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just a really big bit. It's like just, a pizza that you've just stuck on your head. Necessarily large. Also, sorry, just absolutely, you can kill clothes. So what you do is you get some of the other characters, like just tear apart a pair of shorts, and then the spirit Chloe, falls out. And you're like, oh, really? Nice. I swear, Chloe, I really want that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I think we've got our players. We've or we've got our characters. We've got our hunters. We've got their situation. So obviously you're hanging around, um, hooning about in the classic car. (laughs) (laughs) Hope one of you is able to fix that. But yes, so I think before we end this episode, because we're almost at time, I'm probably just going to tease the adventure somewhat. (gasps) Yes! So this is not something the characters can see. We're flying over the small village of Rominster, which is deep in the Sussex Downs, a bit southeast of Horsham for anyone who's really, really paying attention. But it's right in the Sussex Downs. It's very agricultural. There's fields everywhere. So fields and woodlands sort of scattered about. It's a very idyllic pastoral scene. We see nightfall and we hear a terrible, terrible commotion in one of the fields. We hear the sound of cows in panic and in pain and the camera pans up from the dewy twilight grass to look at the ripped apart corpses of about five different cows and we see a strange shadow retreating back over the woods and we'll leave that there so we'll pick this up next week and we'll find out how our hunters hear about this incident definitely aliens (laughs) oh no time to rewrite that eventually (laughs) bye Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Oh no, everyone's going to hear my laugh now. No, it's fine. I'm really, uh... Come on, no one's going to mind your laugh after Bryn. No, I know, Or me. Oh God, after Bryn, it's going to be fine, It's fine, I can use my bad laugh today if you want. Could you? What's your bad laugh? I really like that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! And see you later.